Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pathfinder's first edition, Hell's Vengeance, the adventure path with quite a lot of controversy. But if you read the player's guide, there is a twirling mustache over the top parody comedy way of playing it that I think takes the edge off, and that is the way we would like to go about it. I'm GM Jeff Ball, your host for this evening. Returning in the NPC role of Simri Stalish, we have Alexandria Tamlin Ball. Returning as Rom. <laughs> Two bits? What's your last name? Uzolmer. Okay. Returning as Professor Niles Cronin. Birthday boy Ryan Messina. Hello, all. And stuffing his face with the blood of the elderly. Returning as our Damphir Oracle, Nikolai Anatoly. Mr. Matt Witt is in the house tonight. Good evening, everyone. Absent our rules lawyers, because I actually know how to play. No, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll say it could be rules lawyers, because I'm still fuzzy. Too many rule sets in one's head can, can make people, you know. So, without further ado, when last we left our heroes... Simmery, fed up with everyone going on about a mock trial that we're going to hold with evidence and all kinds of stuff, suggested that they go to the local notary and find out how to legally hold a trial if we're going to do some kind of public slash execution while she is hitting the hay early because she's going to get up in the middle of the night and blanket the town with a little patrol, Stealth 101, to see if she can catch who's been handing out these flyers, hand-drawn, picture of a paladin angel knight and that propaganda when she calls will you now nikolai and professor niles and rom have done a counter propaganda with flyers of their own saying what was you guys were trying to turn their words against them what what was your proper will you come (laughs) trial at 11 or something (laughs) yeah oh you're trying to make people like they're gonna see the knight herself at like tomorrow at dawn you're gonna show up doing a trial oh it's just us was that the plan that was our thing is our hype our hype plan it works okay that's no that's cool well 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 hmm if that's worth another villain point we'll see we'll see can't give him out like candy you know the party already has two thanks to uh jay tamlin we've been on the preface piss of several but i still feel i'm sugarcoating them and spoon feeding them to you so under the cover of night let's assume you guys go to the notary get the materials you need flash your armbands come back and spend the evening studying before you sleep and as you guys crash in the middle of the night or at least after dusk when there's supposed Mm. to be a curfew one of our own armband toting lady rogues miss simmery stalish cases the town round and round to see if she can catch anyone stuffing those flyers under doors or posting them in some of the very places that you guys had posted your notaries from Archbishop Simmery. Yes. You currently on the map are at the jailhouse number 11, bottom left corner. Mm-hmm. Do you think something's like a hot spot, like going up to number four where the Emodian temple is? Now, Rom did a bit of a spout about Emodians where it's their style to do the big speech like we already saw. Not really their style to hand out flyers and be passive-aggressive afterwards. But most of them did show up here. 
Um, we found them on rounder corners. Wherever you see buildings where there's two or three or four with like the roads joining, there was usually a flyer on a bench, stuff under a doorway, you know, that kind of thing. The guys tried. Yeah, along main streets. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'd roll knowledge local and see if I know about any specific residential areas or try and piece together where I've seen them in order to lay out a little map in my head. 15. Okay. Uh, the guys talked about some of the hot spots. You do the overlay and every hour on the hour, shall we say, I'm going to get you to roll percentage dice. Because there quite literally is a percentage chance that someone may have remade and this very evening might retry to get the word out the way they wanted, the way they intended. So, percentage dice. Do you know how to use those on here? Right click the D10 and like so. I just did it. Okay. 84. 84. Camp out. First hour. Hmm. Not so much. Keep them coming. Really? Okay. 58? 58. Okay. Two hours, three hours go by into the evening. Now it's the middle of the night. You want to give it up or do you want to stay out? I'll stay out. It could be someone who wakes up early for their work and hits uh, up some houses on their way. Okay. 82. Now we're getting into the wee hours of the morning. And still, round round you go, doubling back to some of the earlier places. But nothing out of the ordinary yet. You do see people heading home. You do see, but you know what I mean? There's certainly no one scuttling about, like, trying not to be seen laying the stuff out or the stack of papers in the satchel or anything like that. At least. And there's no new flyers in any areas? No, not yet. Right. 60. The evening passes. The dawn is coming. And I don't know if you want to sleep through their trial tomorrow. But as tonight would have it, it's a no-show. You're pretty sure if somebody went to the extent that the guys had claimed that much paper and that much area, you would have seen something somewhere. So perhaps they just didn't try their luck tonight. Still, we need a culprit. You volunteered. Still well done. Heading back, trying to get a few hours sleep before these the rest of these guys, you know, show up. But there is something. Can I have one more percentage roll? 96. <laughs> no, sorry. It was it was it was a long shot. Um, but, um, before heading back, I wouldn't mind swinging by the area in which they're going to have the trial, making sure that there's nothing set up there in a weird way. Okay. Um, no, no, uh, you know, nothing changed with the temple, uh, the main post, the well, there's the, that merchant that's a little bit too friendly with you. He takes his cart away from the square and stays at one of the local inns stables the horse and you know locks up the thing or whatever and then first thing in the morning a few hours from now he'll come out and set everything up again to sell his way um the guys tell you that they shook him down and you guys get 20 percent off and i believe if i'm not mistaken Persephone niles is a, in the possession of a free item you guys took him for a potion did you not a potion of invisibility yeah and you guys will get 20 percent off tonics uh luca has not returned from ruckler's house the retired war wizard that he thinks his master has you know cahoots with Maybe he got lucky. Maybe he's being entertained by the wizard. Or perhaps the wizard took a disliking to our young, eager Luca. Either way, um, he has not returned in, like, two days. And now it's, you know, the morning of uh, day three? Yeah. Sorry, day two. 
Yeah, good two days. So, Simri, heading back, getting a couple hours crash, and then you guys all get up in the morning, you studied up on law. I would like to hear, <laughs> with the morning, you know, hustle and bustle of the town, that's uh, starting up, how you guys are going to proceed with our prisoners and this whole trial tobacco this fine morning. So are we decided in the avenue of whether or not we wish to associate them with the uh, propaganda? I think it is unwise until we have a suspect for the actual crime rather than using them as the patsies. But perhaps we can inquire upon them when they are on the stands as to the knowledge of who these people distributing the flares are. Hmm. Definitely. I wouldn't leave it too far to put a link between the two. Both of them are in opposition of the same authority. Tell me, Professor, does Chiliac's law require us to provide them with their own defense attorney? Chiliac's in law. So, I open the book. Okay, so uh, Alex uh, Simmery? With local, mm. with local, and professor, since you literally spent the night studying over these said books, I'll give you like a straight up intelligence. All right, you know, because there's that ambient knowledge you just cram for a test, and you have 48 hours to like regurgitate this information it, as if you had local. It's fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not give it to you? Gotcha. Uh, Thirteen. And what was the question, Nico? If Chalaxian law requires us to provide them with a defense attorney, or or even requires us to allow them to have a defense attorney. Chalaxian law usually involves the Hell Knights and an Inquisitor, uh, sometimes uh, strapped to the Osmodian Church. And they sort of, the whole trial and everything, I believe, is sort of behind the curtain. Like, they'll come, they'll capture who they think did it, they'll jail them, they'll force a confession, or they'll, you know, ransack the guy's house and you know spread out do the whole nazi thing gain evidence or what they believe is good enough evidence and then they'll have you know a trial in front of the local whatever archbaron sheriff you know like something someone notable but again not necessarily publicly they don't necessarily like let the crowd go yay boo right they 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 have all this legal stuff right the defense can speak for themselves and the defense is allowed to like call a witness like, you know, but they, if they really want to push it through, they'll just kind of like, so you're here, wakey, this is what you're charged with. What do you got? And they'll be like, uh, um, under my pillow. No, we searched your house. We found nothing under your pillow. Or did they? You know, that kind of thing. Like they could be very loaded and one-sided. Anyway, after the trial, again, from what I remember is behind closed doors, when they get to an execution, it's nasty. They come out, they publicly read the trial, the charges, and they say, this person has been found guilty of this. And they have a giant, and I do mean giant, twined, two-pronged fork, okay, the size of a house. And up you go, and down you come, and they just skewer people two, three at a time. You sit there. You get skewered in the big mm. in the big nasty Asmodeus fork. Anyway, obviously public execution. Yeah, we should totally do that. Okay. Now, these are <laughs> these are major major crimes against the Hell Knights or against the state or, you know, that type of thing. For assault on official, it's, you would probably heavily fine the family and incarcerate them for a long period of time. And if they don't have the money, then they would enter indentured service because slavery is a thing here. Now, 
Okay. That being said, that, that's that's what normally happens in Cheliacs. But we're in a state of emergency. You heard it from the Hobgoblin, right? Grand Luck Reclamation is coming. No time to waste. You guys are a lot of the law. But Simri did warn you that he is the law and you were to enforce his laws and think for yourselves. But if you guys start making up laws or bylaws or gray area, whatever, like, you know, there is sort of the performance review from Roslargo and Simri is very, very cautious about two things. One, rolling back up on the Archbaron and bugging him with unnecessary questions and bullshit. And two, acting out too much against the town or really pissing off the town because she knows the Archbaron wants commerce and the people to stay in line. And if they think that they could be charged with a petty crime and executed tomorrow, because you just did to those guys, you would definitely have a rebellion on your hands soon. Unleashing a cockatrice a is not crime. a petty crime. Mm. Nope. That's attempted murder. Sure. Trial away. I'm just saying the extremes. Well, if you have released a lion in public, I don't think uh, it would go too well. Yes. There's something else. So, Simri, local, you got... 15. We have, they have evidence that there was a cockatrice involved with the set, what the town is not going to like right after trial is what are we going to do about it? There is a very dangerous creature roaming our woods. What are we going to do about it? We scared it off to sea. If it comes back around, uh, people start turning to stone. Yeah. That looks really bad. <laughs> we are going to offer a, a reward oh. for hunters in the area a nice handsome reward for anyone who can bring us the cockatrice. Okay. Dead or alive. Maybe a lesser reward for information if they don't feel comfortable hunting it. Yeah. Are there, you know, whereabouts have you located it? And or do you know anything about these people who uh, fucking did this to us? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Baron's men love informants, you know, earn a double bonus for turning in a family member. I'll give you a villain point right now if you can tell me what movie that's from. Two, three. Is that Inglorious Bastards? <laughs> nope. No. Okay. Um, I've seen oh, Inglorious Bastards wait, many times. Wait, is it Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> no. I had, I, had to throw, I had to shoot the shot. You miss every one you don't take, right? Schindler's List. Uh, any nope. World War II movie. Nope. Sorry. Okay. It's, it's lost. It? No, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Later. Oh, come on. Nope. Nope. Say it again. You know, that's evil. <laughs> <laughs> um a city shot a dystopian quasi now maybe slight future and there's that propaganda of the female voice going this 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 and then at the end she says earn a double bonus for turning in a family member like they literally wanted people ratting out on their own but anyway um getting back to the trial so you guys have your feathers, witnesses, yourselves, you know, the charges laid, attempted assault. Uh, do we have the judge judge picked out? I don't know. You guys tell me. Roche I have not seen it. this movie, but if it's good, I'll watch it. <laughs> You've seen it. Um, you were probably really young when we saw it, but it was... You were... Well, let's be fair, Dad. My education started a long time ago. <laughs> you, you don't want Nico as a judge, but he'll do it. <laughs> No, Nico should be the cross examiner. He <laughs> should be the lawyer. No, that's side. that's that's uh, Professor Niles. The professor. Mm. No, no, you should be his defense lawyer. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Who pleads guilty? In their defense, they are guilty. 
<laughs> you know, what the doctor makes an excellent point. And must be punished. <laughs> right. Right. So we do <laughs> provide them with agency. Universe going on bias agency. You have to pretend or make it look like you know you're actually trying to help the guy. Like maybe like you know if we we set him up. Well, no, we should maybe right? we should maybe follow the Hell Knight rules and be like these guys have been found guilty. Period. Hear me out, right? Like execute. Okay, okay, I gotcha. The doctor lays out some, you know, all this evidence. You can't mm-hmm. really repel against it. So then, you know, the doctor lays a sentence and, you know, to make it look good amongst the people, you say, hey, hey, hold up. And you, you know, make a lesser sentence. You know, it's like the rule about gore in movies. You have to make it like 20 times worse in order to get past the editors. So like, this is what you want. You make it like 30 percent more gory Mm. and then they bring it back down to, you know, what you actually Mm. want to achieve. Understandable. Throw the entire literal book at them of sentences and fines and compile them all together into some horrible disgusting pile of something that no mortal would want and then have the objection to have it uh, lesser of a pile of objectionable horrors that would be inflicted upon oneself. Exactly, Doctor. We want the people to like us or at least, you know, follow us. Negotiable. So perhaps we should levy charges against the farm that housed them and Mm -hmm. in our leniencies reduce them to endangered servants. I like it. I could use a thrall to clean the jam from within me toes. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Too much information. No, Mika. no, no, no. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got some really good audio waiting for this courtroom. So, um, you know, pi- picture. I'll be judge, I guess. Yeah. Pick picture the picture the um, the scene, the town square, which I've brought up here. Very same where. Yeah. Our, our priestess, uh, you know, did her little spiel. Why, there she is now. One lone mini on a board of... <laughs> delete. <laughs> People are going about their day. I mean, you don't hit this with a, hit them with a cracked 11. You guys have been arguing how to go about this, whatever, right into, like, the next day, then double-checking your facts. So, you know, crack a noon, high noon. Is that a good time to roll them out? Okay. So, yeah, as the um, people go about their day this entire time um you guys pull out two prisoners a gong two two prisoners a gong <laughs> they they carry and a gong. gong i mean i have a giant <laughs> shield yeah literally. has spoken <laughs> i think i have that. no but seriously just uh just a cart okay oh don't we have a cart okay well speaking of gongs there you go much obliged. So, wheeling these two guys in that little cart we have, the little poop cart that we cleaned up. Yep. Right? <laughs> the old poop cart. Yeah. And, uh, so, Rom, you're like the muscle to, like, bring out, you're like the bailiff and the <laughs> You bring the guys with the cart. Yeah. Right. Roll with the cart, put them down. Okay. You guys see the map next to the well, next to that post well, the crap around it looks like a Christmas tree where everything's, like, taped and, and you know, right in front of the Emodian temple using it as a backdrop or some other building, what you, you know, dead center in the mud there. See how they have the traffic lanes and there's that like bear, yeah. bear patch. You mm-hmm. guys could roll them up right there. Gather around, gather around. Like how do you guys want, uh, want this to go down? Roll them out in the curtain to town. Uh, Nikolai will stand upon it. Okay. 
Gather round, gather round to bear witness to the trial of these two dissidents who dared attempt the lives of citizens of Long Acre. Okay, there's that... Uh... Come one, come all. Bring your children. Yeah, okay. Uh, 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 uh. A short time later, a, a crowd gathers. They hang what are the names of these guys? Farmhand one and farmhand two. Would you like me to do that? No, to no, they have names. Real <laughs> These names. Dissidents. That's what the house they need to be known as now is dissidents. It's Urkel and Burkle. Come on. Real names. Urkel and Burkle. Yeah. Urkel and Burkle. All right. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. I mean, technically they'd be referred to as the defendants. Oh. You swing that gavel, Rom. <laughs> we we gotta be professional here, guys. Hey. Oh, I got you. Order in my court. I, I've got it covered. Trust me. Sure, you don't want to be the judge? <laughs> oh, I, I said I was going to be. Okay. Trust me. I got courtroom ambience. I got gavel noises. Everything. I got it all. Don't you worry. So. Yeah, Simri's just gonna slip into the crowd and sow dissidents if you know she hears people being like, I don't know, the defendants seem innocent, and be like, yeah, but you know, can't can we really trust these guys that brought in this? And do we really know them? Do we really know Urkel and Burke? So I'll at, be working the crowd. At, at this <laughs> at this point, though, you don't blend into the crowd. You've been you've been strong arming as the law. You know what I mean? Uh, that that's sort of like I'm one of them. Like, is it, unless you want to like ditch your regular outfit and go go disguise route, sure. But as you arm band in place, going yeah, no, yeah, that's not gonna work. And <laughs> and no, 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 United Front, I'm up there. All right, hear ye, hear ye, the official presiding. Of Judge Imran, show your respect and stand. They're all standing anyway in the square, going about their business. So they just kind of look at each other. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Niles. Such obedience. Yeah, Professor Niles pokes the two guys that are still sitting in the cart. You know, I miss you. <laughs> the trial has been called to order. Please bear witness. Okay. If we'll have. The prosecutor present his case. Professor Niles, please go ahead. Thank you, Nikolai. I uh, hereby presented the information publicly known now that Urkel and Purple knowingly sent a magically dangerous creature into the public harbor, endangering many lives of those who live here, work here, and try to prosper here. And then doing so in a vain attempt to attack the authority who runs the day-to-day, -day, who makes sure the roads are there and the walls still stand. And this, in this attack at this structure, these Urkel and Burkos, in blind hatred and blatant disregard for the safety of anyone, <clears throat> release a cockatrice into the public. Such irresponsible disregard for the lives of all the Chalaxians who are here, deserves at least drawn and quartered. People start mumbling to the cell. Did you see a cock? What did he say? A rooster? Cockatrice? I don't know. Did you see anything like that? No, I didn't say anything like that. The prosecutor will call his first witness. Okay, so you, you guys call Zogs? Yes. We summon Zogs. Okay. The harbor master. Okay. Zogs turns up. Not sure exactly what's going on here, but uh, he is present. 
comes forward. Uh, yes. <laughs> Abba Master Zopes, thank you for coming to attend. Uh, I, I just want to do my part as a, as a concerned it's, citizen. <laughs> of course. Do you remember that day on the harbor front? We were there receiving a package you had informed us was delivered. Oh, yes, the crate. Yes. Could you please regale your recollections uh, after us receiving the crate? Your story of it. It was very strange. Um, it, uh, well, it didn't come by boat. It was just sitting there on the dock with a note. It was addressed to the Archbaron's men, lawmen of the town. So I, I investigated, you know, for the, the proper tariffs, you know, weight and size, and it sort of shifted on its own accord. So I, uh, <laughs> well, I reached out to yourselves, being the Archbishop's men, and to investigate it personally, whereas I kept a watchful eye from a, a safe distance, you know, not quite sure what would happen next. You, uh, you and Miss Simmery and uh, Mr. Imron opened the crate, and to my surprise, out flew a terrible creature, a cockatrice. Immediately attacked them both. But after yeah. a long, hard battle in the docks with yourselves and young master Luca, and he's like looking around for Luca, who's nowhere to be found, you drove it off into the wilderness. Sa- yeah. Saved many lives, I reckon. Yes. Had had we not been there, what do you think would have happened uh, in that cockatrice had been released? I, I would have put it in storage. No, no. The question is... I would never dream of opening a package that was not addressed to myself without permission. No. <laughs> Just looking at no, it, smiling. Of course, yeah. of course not. <laughs> Just the of way I'm not. going with this? No. <laughs> no, and then, well, I'm merely saying, had the cockatrice been on the dock, not in the container, and we had not been there, what would have happened? Uh, I suppose it might have attacked the first person or creature that came along. Indeed. And then... Uh, you notice his... The way he's speaking, the way he used to speak to Simmery, is altered. He's sort of trying to project the one of us town accent and like trying to speak very fluently and very properly. He's not using all the sort of slang and, you know, and his, his little quirks, the way he moves or whatever. He's trying to stand tall and speak like a regular citizen, mimicking the way they talk and move. I suppose they could have uh, it would have heard a regular citizen. Yes, or several. Yes, that bird was quick. Attacked two of you at the same time. Indeed, Uh, it did. Clearing her throat, because Simri would be standing behind Zog, she steps forward, places a hand, a a caring pat on Zog's shoulder, and says, Thank you, Zog. Uh, As you mentioned, Lord Luca is not here with us, for he has taken uh, grievous wounds from this monster and is currently recouping. But we thank you for your uh, detailed and accurate depiction of what has happened. Oh my. Has, has the young boy turned to stone? How does one recover Thankfully. from that? <laughs> what do you call that? Statuitis? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, with the help of our local merchant, uh, who is ever so uh, helpful in uh, supplying the Baron's men with uh, needed resources, we were able to stop any petrification, but he is currently resting. Okay. Out of nowhere, okay, Buddy shows up, your merchant, right behind Simri, and you see her jump like he had himself a little pat back there and says, uh, yes, I too can testify 
You call you, uh, Miss Miss Simbridge uh, that you know that anyway he starts going on about complicated formulas and that cockatrice feathers are uh, actually needed for a petrification like reversal and blah 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 which you can buy right now on sale like he immediately turns this into a pitch right there's a Roman cockatrice but I have an antidote well not a full antidote but a remedy well not a full remedy but warding off you know blah 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 he starts going this big thing right uh, but he does talk about how a cockatrice attacks and you don't turn to stone right away. It pecks you, and whatever it hits turns to stone. Not you, like, it doesn't spread all the way up your arm. It'll do a patch, and you'll lose, like, D4 dexterity. Another patch, you use another D4 dexterity. And, and when you run out of dexterity, this thing's hits you enough times that you are covered in stone top to bottom. You can't move. But it's almost like your hand goes to stone, or your arm goes to stone, or, you know, part of your calf. Like, it's a slow, very painful process, but don't worry. I have prepared, you know, right over here. And he just kind of smiles at you, thumbs up, right? Unless you guys want to yeah. keep questioning him, he's going to, like, you know, right off the trial, right right over there, you know, there's my wagon. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't be enough, thank you. Okay, can I have perception from you guys? 15. 13. So close, 18. Okay. Uh, sorry, I meant from the gentleman, because uh, you guys noticed that what makes him back off so quickly and do a spiel and move away is that suddenly Simri's palming a dagger and her hand is shaking because obviously he did something she didn't like. Anyway, he goes away, she puts it away, but it, it just comes out. And, like, the audience doesn't see it. Crowd doesn't see it. Like I said, she's palming it, you know. Anyway, off he goes to the wagon. Thumbs up. Uh, how do you guys proceed with the trial? Um, and, uh, and that's this heinous deed to connect it to Eichenpike. <laughs> what, what were their names? <laughs> Urkel and Burkle. That's it. Urkel Ur and Burkle. I don't know. I like I can pike better because then these guys are gonna get off, right? We're not I can pike. You know, get to get them. They did it. Yeah, yeah. It was I can pike. Yeah, yeah. I can pike Urkel and Burkle. Next farm over. <laughs> You're the wrong guy. Oh, I'm not Ike. I'm not Pike. The wrong guy. Um, uh, we found the uh, crates that were used to shift this animal it was of same make that was used on the ranch. And also the feathers of the cockatrice were discovered on the premises of the property. Okay. You bring them forward? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I present to you evidence A's and B's. Exhibit A? Okay. So he whips out this feather that you guys believe are the cockatrice feathers. Now you fought it. You're pretty sure it is. You know. Um, <clears throat> do we have an expert that can say without a doubt that this is what you claim it to be? Are, Who would be an expert in crates other than the harbor master? Uh, I'm not a I'm not a creature kind of dude. I'm just saying like, oh, to the uh, crates. Um, who's a creature kind of dude in town? Would Nico's mistress be familiar? Because nope. which one? Like I have so many. <laughs> in proximity to here. <laughs> uh, you know no what? I, I don't think we need to call an expert witness on this. No. Can anybody refute it? We'll give them their opportunity after the evidence has been. Yeah. It's... 17 if I know anyone. It's, so it's. A... <laughs> uh, yeah, Ruckler, the wizard, might be able to say yay or nay. Uh, Simmer gives Nico a look, waiting for a nod or a shake. Uh, is he in the crowd? No, we go fetch him, but by the end of the trial, you have rolling this guy yeah, out, no. going, this is their fruit of <laughs> play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got time nope. on this one if you want to go fetch him. No? Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't think we need to. No? Just yeah. Just, just, ro just, just rolling with it. Yep. <clears throat> All right. The evidence is accepted into this court. 
The evidence is incontrovertible. Okay. Exhibit A, cockatrice, because we say so. Exhibit B, more cockatrice feathers, because we said so. Did you not see Exhibit A? Right. Moving on. <laughs> We're not taking the adjournment to the rat. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and once the... There are people... I mean, there's, let's say, uh, let's get a little percentage chance here. <clears throat> now, so far, these people have been pretty much afraid of you. You know what I mean? Like, they don't just start yelling, how do we know? You know, blah, blah, blah. But you do see the murmurs ripple through the cloud like, okay, they said it was, but, eh. You know what I mean? But they're not, like, challenging you that it is or it isn't. Mm -hmm. But you do see the, like, the confusion and the doubt that goes through the crowd that you guys just, like, say it is and then, you know, move on. Anyway, moving on. Yep. So, we have had witness accounts of the untold dangers that these have ra these miscreants have attempted to ravage upon the town. We have evidence tying them. Who said crime? Finally, Herkel and Berkel, have you any defense against the charges levied against you? They, uh, they're gagged and tied and they immediately start going incoherently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> forgive me. And I just pop the gag oh, okay. I think you're saying, out so, <laughs> yeah, you're like, so that's a no, right? They're like, they're like tied and gagged. So that's no, right? Okay. <laughs> we just, we didn't mean no harm by it. We were just trying to scare you. I mean, the, the bird was half dead when we caught it. I mean, how do you think me and Urkel got our hands on it? You know, it was on its last leg, so to speak. You know, what a very vicious type of thing, you know. I mean, we put... Uh, they, they claim that they the only reason why it seemed lively was because they, they kind of starved it, but normally it's not that aggressive. They claim it's old. You know, we just wanted to scare you. It would, you know, make a fuss out of the crate. That's why we placed it on the end of the dock so it would fly away. You'd see it and go, ah, and they would, you know, and fly away back to its natural habitat. And, you know, you would know that you'll, that you're, and he looks to Urkel to say it. And Urkel shakes his head like, I ain't telling them. That you, uh, that you're, uh, they don't want to say. <laughs> the defendant shall speak, shall finish their statement. That, that, uh, you're not welcome here. But we, d we don't agree with the Arch Baron's policies that curfew, and he starts, he's, he's, would you add he, treason he, he, to your list of charges? <laughs> he's, hey, Entitled to my opinion, aren't I? And he starts slowly rising up from, from the wagon that some of these decrees are not in the people's best interests and we didn't take kindly to it and, and then, you know, that type of thing. And he starts, like, getting some gusto and, and <laughs> the, the sheriff, you know, was, is, was doing a fine job before you came, glancing nervously at Simri. And, 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 uh, and, and what you did to... To, um, what's his name? <laughs> Bartender, damn it! Porky pie. Yeah, what you guys? Porky. Yeah, what you Porky. what you guys did to the pig the man? You know, so there's a Anyway, they're listing what you've done is like unnecessary and and over the top and and you know the type of, so we had to do something, right? Anyway, we'll remind the witnesses mission. that the militia are not on trial. You are. You have no defense for this act. You admit your guilt. We just told you However, why we did it. I did not ask why. I asked if. And you admitted that you did. 
They seem, Nicola, they seem confused hold, by your smooth words. <laughs> hold your tongue. They are allowed to speak. Of course, Your Honor, but I should take this as a confession, if anything. Well, they're done their rant, and now that you've kind of, like, circled back with their statements as a confession of guilt, they're, they're like, we have nothing more to say, Your Honor. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Even Urkel and Burko realize they've kind of roasted themselves a little bit here, and it's just kind of like they back off. Yes, Imrom, you are correct. I shall offer the witnesses one final chance. Perhaps they will earn some leniency if they can reveal the identities of any associated parties. Uh, you mean the guy we got the cockatrice from? That would be a start. Are there any other dissidents who wish harm upon the Count's personnel or would endanger the lives of the good people of Longacre simply to make a statement of discomfort? The Count? They look very confused. I don't know. This is not the Count? The Archbaron. Duke? Archbaron. Archbaron? Yeah, sorry. My bad. That's the a- Archbaron. <laughs> No, you're talking. You're talking about someone even more powerful, like two states over, going. Whoa, 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 whoa. everyone's afraid of the count. Okay, so you 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 clear up the the misunderstanding. Yep. Um, they look at each other really hard. In sense motive, guys, all around. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Fifteen. Three. <laughs> Natural twenty. Okay. Um, so the two that blew it. Um, it looks like they're secretly communicating that maybe they know something or someone and they're just deciding not to tell. Um, Simmery, you have a very good idea. And Professor Niles, you realize that they are just, they're desperately fishing like, like they're at the point of trying to make something up. Like, shit, who do we know that's done anything? You know, like there isn't anyone to, to turn over, but they're, they're looking at each other like, shit, can we, there's got to be someone that we don't like in this town that we could fit, you know, feed them and get off with a lighter sentence. They look panicked. Hmm. So, perhaps with cooperation, we could seek a lesser sentence on the side of drawing and quarter. Perhaps indentured, indenturement. So, so slavery. Paying your debt. Okay. Uh, your, you uh, my service. So, you state that there's a fine, and if they can't pay it, it's indentured service. Or are we just jumping right to for your crimes, you're stripped of your citizenship and being sold into slavery. Bit of a difference there. We could go back to drawing quarter. Okay. Skipping the fine. <laughs> okay. A fine for endangering the lives? Yeah, well, that's what indentured service is. It's it's a sub-law of pay us a lot of money. Oh, you can't afford that? Fine. You're no longer a person. You will work off your debt, right? But there has to be a debt. So what you- oh, How many of us were there on the docks? There was Simri, the, um, oh. the doctor... Luca, uh, Rom, and Zog, or and, right? That's at least four or five people. And a couple of his dock hands, yeah. Yeah. How how many lives was that? How much is a life worth? You total that all together. What do we get? Okay, sure. Depends what kind of meat can you get off of them. All right. Do you want to step forward, Simri, and uh, and spew that uh, that's that yeah. spin on it? The definition of Shaxi Law's life is worth. Well, she's hitting you guys as a player because technically you were prosecutor, so. It's up to you. Does Simri want to step forward, or you want to, like... Yeah. You, is this the player telling the other player to try that angle? What would you guys prefer? I I think Simri stepping forward with the... Uh, the this, like, this factoid would be awesome. Sure. Uh, she comes forward and basically says, you know, 
can you truly put a price on a life? And if we could, what would it be? She begins, you know, rattling off, you know, the life of a typical Chalaxian citizen and comes up with a nice big fat total and then goes, okay, now how many of us were there on the dock? She adds it all together and just spews out this gigantic frickin' number at the crowd and just turns to the two and go, <laughs> all right, that's your fine. Okay. The men look downright panicked and the, the, uh, the people look um, not angry, but surprised, shocked, you know, like suddenly they're like in disbelief that this is actually happening. Anyway, there's your, there's your number. 1000 gold pieces there. Uh, prosecutor, you were continuing to ask your honor about what charges should be laid, reducing from drawn quarter to indentured service. Um, mm -hmm. the DM was warning you as far as the people or the state is concerned, what, what you're implying and Simri picking up on the gap, stepped forward and sort of filled in that gap for you going, this is what he means. You know, we're skipping over the fine, but here it is. So obviously we're going right to indentured because there's no way these guys can afford a thousand gold pieces. So now it's back to you, professor, to, uh, convince your honor that they should be indentured in front of these fine people. I, that is the final resting point of the case. Okay. This is the fine. That is the value. Okay. They do not have such material value themselves. Okay. So servitude is the only option. Failing non-compliance, drawn quarter. They're they become even more confused. Weren't you just saying, pay or indentured service? Not, you can't pay indentured service, and if you don't go serve, we'll just pull you apart. Because for those who don't know, drawn courting is a fun way of torture. You take four horses and you tie each of the guy's wrists and ankles to said horses, and you go, yeah, and you see what bits come off. It's a the only <laughs> the only cooler execution is keel hauling someone, which is strap their arms to one end of a boat, strap their feet to another end Jesus. of the boat by a rope, toss them over the side. And they get skinned alive by the barnacles underneath the ship. Pirates oh used to do Lord. it. It's brutal you know, and I awesome. Mean, that's neat and all, but I understand what the doctor was saying. We were going to kill you, but then we were nice and we were going to offer you a fine, but you can't pay that fine. Okay. So, okay. you know, you're going to go, you're going to serve, but if you can't serve, okay. you leave us with no choice but to kill you. No, I gotcha. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to show you the mood of the people and, and it throws us off the GM. Turning to our... Your honor? He's like, ooh, I got a better one than drawing quartered. Let's get a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how barter <laughs> do you want better? <laughs> that, that was that was very much Aiden like no, no, no. like drawing quartering is cool, but keel hauling no, is so you know, just I'm but I, I like that. No, a, <laughs> you, you sure you don't want that to be in character? Because that's damn close to a freaking villain point. I tell you right there. <laughs> hey Zogs, how dirty are your boats? You got some barnacle, like river barnacles or anything? Damn thing. These are, any boats come out from sea that you could just store? You know, we need a boat to the docks, everyone. The trial will be. You know what? Uh, <laughs> oh, reconvening. Oh, reconvening in one hour. Sentence will be carried out tomorrow at the docks, or popcorn and treats will. You know, light entertainment. As much as I would love to, that's definitely not wrong. Okay. Um, even he's he's not overly brute. Even with the temptation of a quasi villain point, I really do appreciate yeah. you staying in character, sir. So well played, <laughs> very well played. So uh, closing statements before we pass before our you guys turn to the judge in earnest to say what's what before you pass. Closing statement. Uh, closing statement would be that 
these two are a danger to society. They recklessly put those honest working citizens of this town of Long Lake at danger. And at that much, they at least owe this society for this reckless act of adolescent, futilent rage. Okay. And, uh, Nikolai? It seems to me that, uh, the evidence has been presented and the defense has been presented. All that remains is for the Honorable Judge Imran to release his verdict. Okay. Uh, Simri, any, you had an idea about a bounty? Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of something you do after the serious judgment's been passed, right? You're like, by the way, afterwards, we will be putting up a reward for the capture of said cockatrice or any information on said cockatrice. Okay. After hearing both sides, I will consider a verdict. But first, I would actually like to hear from the crowd. Mob rules, baby. What? Okay, Would now you? they now the mob just like starts getting. They all start shouting like, "This is not a fair trial. This is atrocity. What's going on?" That type of thing. But like everyone's shouting all kinds of different shit about different stages of the trial. You know, now you have an angry mob. Way to go, Ryan! <laughs> Order. You did not let me finish. Please let me speak. I'll, I'll wait for them to quiet down. Nico just turns to the crown and goes. <laughs> easy counselor easy oh yes <laughs> again hats off for good role playing alongside Aiden there Matt very well done <laughs> actually I do love I gotta say like um, Ryan's great but I really do have a soft spot for Niles Cronin just how he just kind of just you know educatedly weaves through any argument or this you know really good character Ryan I'm not just saying that because it's your birthday. I really like that character. Oh. <laughs> totally. well, I'll take it because it is. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you were saying, Your Honor, sorry, they, they do die down eventually. So, either they, if they cannot pay the fine, they will go into indentured servitude and either serve here in town, assisting where possible and where the people need them. Until such time as the, their debt to society has been paid and they can show they have become more mature. Or, if they cannot pay the fine, they can be tasked with going out and hunting down the cockatrice. And capturing it or killing it. As it is their mess that they started, should it not be their mess to clean up. That's good, because if anyone got the idea to capture it and, like, set it loose in your jail to finish the job, now that you've said it's their job, any of their fellow citizens trying to, like, get away with that little stunt would be signing their death warrant. So that's that's clever. I like that. That's good. All those in favor of the first one, if the fine cannot be paid, raise your hand. I assume there will be some yeah, number of them. Some, some citizens are like, they don't like the, these two guys, right? <laughs> Kind of, but they kind of shyly do it. They're always like looking at their fellow man, right? Uh, okay. Well, the the first one is for them to work off their debt within the town and to help out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Okay. And then all those in favor of the second one. Okay. Nobody. So you get like a third of the crowd say make them work, and then for the second vote, it's like nothing. The other two thirds just don't vote. But that's still a majority. Yeah. yeah. Well then, majority of the voters. Yeah. 
first verdict shall be held out. The fine, this fine shall be held, and if they cannot pay it, they shall be brought into indentured servitude to assist the town until such time as that debt is paid off. Okay. One last perception check, boys and girls. Five. Uh, Twenty-five. Oh, always very shrewd, Professor Niles. Sorry? Summary? Twelve. Twelve. And Nikolai? Eight. Okay. Um, As he's sentencing and banging his gavel, Professor Cronin, take note of the church chapel. See the two little balconies sticking out there? Uh, Now, I'm assuming those are like balconies, not front steps, because there's steps going up the side. Okay? (laughs) On one, you see the high priestess herself. And on the other, you see the twins, her sons, the two knights. And at the end of this final sentencing, bang, 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 okay, you see her gripping the rail furiously and then spinning on her heel and stomping off back into the temple in, you know, what clearly looks like a flustered state, perhaps rage. The boy, the two men just fold their arms and just look down at the whole procession from on high seething at you guys. I love how Niles, like, who's really new... We give him the forks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peace! I love how Niles, Niles always spots this stuff because I'm worried if anyone else saw this, there'd always be some kind of action or reaction. It's always Niles that sees this stuff. Niles, he'll, he'll, he'll stare at them back. Okay. And if it's out of range, and just smile and if everyone will give a little nod. <laughs> little curtsy all right so uh you guys wheel these guys back to jail for a sentence to be carried out yep okay uh helping around the town now i'm assuming that would be something like you don't just like hey bob do you need help and they might get off lucky it'd be something like helping archbaron's men man the towers while they're like painting fences and working on the uh, road or something stall mucking stalls for the militia yeah okay yeah, that's what I figured. Like, it's something under the watchful eye of the Baron's guards outside the city or something under our watchful eye. You're not just going to turn them over to the grocery ladies and go, here, get this guy to stock shelves. Yeah, no, no. This place is a mess. <laughs> not even a little bit. Go through their records because their records they gave us were a mess. You know, okay. Yeah, right, we need someone to taste all this chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Have them debarnacle all the ships in the... Uh... In the harbor. <laughs> oh, we'll do that for free. Damn, it's sir. Their skin. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. You give us a wild brush. We're totally, we will totally, like, those ships will be so clean because we know what's going to happen if we, if we, no, no. Scrub, scrub, scrub. Yeah. They go out there in their hip waders, you know, <laughs> with like shovels and just kind of banging us out. You know what's going to happen to us, don't you? I, I know. Just keep cleaning. <laughs> we got to find that cockatrice. The more we clean, less it's going to hurt. Yeah. And uh, before the crowd disperses, Nikolai will. Do the whole get your attention. Okay. Uh, people, people of Long Acre, and just as a reminder, there is a reward. If anybody has any information on the location of or can possibly capture said cockatrice, please inform the militia. Our safety is your safety. And you guys actually will follow this up within 24 hours with an actual in writing with like a gold piece value for this thing? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The good old... You're probably, what, three tiers? Like, one for information, two for kill, three for capture? Yep. Something like that, but you obviously don't want it brought here alive in a crate where it could endanger yourselves or, you know what I mean? Like, bring us its bring if it's dead corpse or just tell us where it is and you're doing really, you know, <laughs> follow yep. the stone limbs, right? So, yeah, okay. 
All right. And another exciting day comes and goes. And on the dawn of the very next day, day nine, week number two, the guards do actually come to us with a concern. The Arch Baron's men come to us and talk about do you guys remember the west gate that closed and there's the old fogies that live in the house just outside the gate they've taken upon themselves to like camp out and guard it you guys gave them the boot closed the gate yep. and said you know your free services are no longer needed kind of thing yeah 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 uh so the guards come and tell you up the map again that the west gate has been left open this morning we we found it unlocked like late last night and we just closed it figured you know might be one of the boys or something like when the guards returning and they got careless right but we locked it ourselves sir and like this morning it's sitting unlocked and wide open so someone is obviously <clears throat> has you know defied one of the decrees because one of the major decrees is that gate is closed and will remain such until further notice not completely clear to you guys why the Baron wanted this one gate closed. Maybe it's just easier to monitor commerce and coming and going on a lock downtown through two gates instead of three, but <clears throat> number three, in the west, the bottom of the map, on the way to the Luskin Tannery. Oh, so long ago, we were in those <laughs> fields of tanning and dog throwing and Garion, but a brand new dawn. You're at number 11. Head down to number three. The guards take you guys to investigate the open gate. How do you wish to proceed? Uh, Nikolai, we'll start with a detect magic. Okay. Should one of us go get statements from the couple that lives nearby, see if they saw anything? Well, as fate would have it. Perhaps you should take two or three. They were feisty. Did you guys see below three, um, not 17, but the, the tiny little brown houses that are closer on the road, but opposite side of the road? Yeah. That's where they live. 17 is actually Rondelay's Hospice, where Nikolai's girlfriend is, just outside of town. One of them. One of, <laughs> one of them. <clears throat> so, another happy day. Go out there. Kick in the door. <laughs> Fight yourselves in. Right? Yeah? No? <clears throat> Just knock. Okay. You let yourselves in. No one answers. I should say. You have I'll, to, because... I'll knock harder. <laughs> okay. Finally, I'm coming, I'm coming! You know, you open the door. Who are you? Uh, I work with Simri and uh, Nico. The, uh, it's part of the Baron's men. A couple of questions. Did you hear anything odd last night near the... uh? West Gate last night. Uh, what? You'll have to speak up. That answers your question. Did you, did you see anyone in particular around the West Gate last night or early this morning? Nope. We haven't had nothing to gate, do with the gate since Arch Baron's other men, you know, banned us from having, well, anything to do with the gate. You guys locked it up tight. Now you're asking us as if we were guarding the gate? Did we see anything? <laughs> I think somebody messed up, but it ain't us. Because you guys literally went, stop guarding and watching over this gate. And like a week later, you go, have you guys seen anything going on down the road at the gates? And they're like, what? No. You know what? <laughs> Do 
You have a very fair point there. I was not the one to make that decision. I do apologize. Thank you. Have a good day. I'll just turn around and walk away. Okay. Got a five of my sense motive. Sure. So, so Denton, Grammel, turns around to his wife, Belize, and says, I like him. He's really nice. He's <laughs> a nice, polite fellow. Hutch Baron's getting better guys. So, uh, Belizea and Denton Grammel say they haven't been anywhere near the place on order of the Baron's men. Or Bow and Dent as... They didn't see anything, so I'll head back to the gate and report as such to Nico and them. Okay. Oh, Nico, by the way, uh, you know, Randela that runs the hospice? Her title is Doctor. It's Doctor Grendel. You know, she does have some... So she probably has some ranks in healing as an expert. But not actual, yep. act, like, healing as in, like, the medicine, not, like, clerical healing. Okay. Just so we could clear that up. So. So, um, we should close the gate and make it so it's unopenable. Okay. As per the Baron's orders. So you, like, want to try and seal it? Yep. Okay. Um, to, like, board it up, like, nails and crossbones oh, I'm not going to do the work. I got guards I can tell to do that. Yeah, okay. I can do it. All right. Now there's also the um, like the guard tower. Remember how there's like the little castle structure and the ladder going upstairs, and we found them upstairs. You know, ah, we told them we were friends. <laughs> are you guys the first time? <laughs> All that. I told them we already had one. I waved my <laughs> private parts at your aunties. But as far as you know, it's remained abandoned since you booted out the old couple, and you guys order the gate sealed. Problem solved. Right. Day. Nine comes and goes. Good job, everyone. Round of drinks. Guard. High five. Oh, Rom, you you overlook the work. They help, you know, you get their, them to do some labor with you, seal up gates, get some timber, you know, that type of thing, whatever they can. Maybe stuff that's on hand to, to repair the walls, you know, whatever needs to be done. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the next day, the guards are back, and they're like, uh, you should come and see this. We come and see this. Someone has burnt out your timber and damaged the gate. But she's open again. Um, perhaps we should commission some wrought iron. Can I have some perception, boys? Gladly. Or we can lay an ambush. That's a valid point, too. 14. 20. And Professor on the perception? 21. Okay. Um, so we're, we're talking about uh, was it Rom's going on about rod iron or whatever and you guys have a little notice something about the scorch pattern that's not natural oh yeah 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 Nikolai Ni- would absolutely yeah. recognize Nikolai, that is this perhaps we should have a word with the wizard perhaps what does he have to do with this the I don't fire... think he'd be strong enough to open it this fire is not <laughs> sorry go ahead of natural origin I suspect some master of the arcane had his hands in opening this gate. Hmm. Okay. He holds his arm out and holds it up against the thing. Notice how the flames all project in a specific direction, whereas from a natural fire, it swirls and eddies, leaving a very distinct pattern on what it burns. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you guys... I know that. You guys are going <laughs> to... Head over to Ruckler's house. Ruckler's home. Yeah. Simri mm-hmm. knows where it is. 
it is 18 on the map. It's actually outside of town, way to the east, very top right of the map. You could just stay on the road outside of town and walk all the way around it or cut through town, but there's no gate. Okay, so you could cut through town and head out the south gate and then jump on the road and go. Anyway, he lives on the east side of town, outside of town, up there where eight. We'll get there however we get there. Um, I would no. vote to, to travel around town. I was going to say, I, I need to know if you guys cut through town, which technically is shorter, or go the long way. There is method. No, I, I take the long way. Yeah? Yeah, long way. Okay. Oh, I was actually going to say take the short way. That way we can sort of patrol through town while we're doing stuff. Yeah, we, we also really made our presence known outside of town to the, to the, you know, the ones not protected by the walls. Oh, so you take your time, stare up driveways, make sure people see you. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Flashy arm, but oh yeah, okay. Make sure there's no fire damage out there now, as well. Now, you could do both. You guys could go three and two. Split the party. Well, I just... Or we can, <laughs> one can go left, one can go right, and one can go straight. I'm just saying, I don't want Rom to go... And they'd so, all die. don't want Rom to wander off alone. Hey, we split the party. A nice bottle episode three and then two. It's worked out, you know. <laughs> it, no, if, if the majority is suggesting we go south and around, then... Okay. That's the way it goes. Does anybody have any tracking skills um, in our little ragtag band? Oh, uh, Simri has an aunt that's a ranger. <laughs> yeah, let's go get her. Uh, actually, that's uh, a great uh, idea. Niles has some proficiency <laughs> with uh, survival. Uh, do you? I do. Perhaps have a look around the gate and see if you can find some tracks. Do it the old-fashioned way. 24. Natural 20. He does. Oh, he does. Oh, he finds tiny little booted feet but like straight up real cobbler shoes but smaller than even for well you don't put heels like actual boots with heel and toe on a baby they can't stand and yet something the size of a baby wearing real boots really tiny ones is traipsed all over this place people would think they're like Iron divots or something, but a claw on your close inspection, Professor Niles. Those are mm. not just tiny divots because people think they're too small to be shoes. They actually mm. are. Look at the spacing. Okay. How many can I see? How many? Like, entities like, like were? one set just traipsed all over the place. One small set. Yep. Size, size of a infant, you're saying? Yeah, the, the boot size would suggest something that's considered a tiny creature. Like is size. there like a trajectory that they yep. leave? Yep. They're, I would like to follow this trajectory. They're all around here where the, you know, the wood burning on, on this side and they, mm -hmm. they go to the side of the guardhouse. Can I have, um, huh. is it survival freebie perception to find survival to track them? Um, yeah, yeah so it sounds right. Now, without tracking so, feet, you can't go very far. However, if you're lucky, if they haven't gone far, or at least right. given you like a point compass, I could give you at least that. All right. So another survival check is what you're... Yeah, survival. Okay. Nine. Okay. Um, they're in front of the gate, and they're around the actual guardhouse itself, but you really can't tell if they kind of peeled off anywhere or if they go anywhere or came from... You know what I mean? Their presence mm -hmm. is in front of the gate, so perhaps they're perhaps they either investigated the mischief or are responsible for it. And the presence is around the base of the actual guardhouse itself. You find tracks, mm. but making heads or tail of where they go off or came from is beyond you at this time. Okay. 
All right, well, then with that trajectory kind of lost, I share that information with everybody. Okay. With the small baby footprints. Okay. Did you guys want to investigate this further, the rest of you, or you guys want to head off to Ruckler's home? Uh, no, we should investigate the footprints. That'd be my vote for sure. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I, we can get a better sightline from the top of the guardhouse. Good idea. Tiny little boot prints that he had to bend to one knee to get, like, CSI. I will stand, I'll stand here, and I'll point them out, and I'll see if you can... Do, no, I, I love it. Let's go, let's go 30 feet in the air so we can see the footprints. That's great. I love it. Uh, it gives him something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's helping. Okay, so... I'll open the door to the guardhouse. Yep, you go in the guardhouse. Uh, it's a basic square floor with the, uh, you know, like, the ladder that goes up to the hatch. Yep, okay. So, Rom's in there. Nothing inside. Do you want to go up top? Yep. Okay. What are you guys doing outside? Uh, looking around for the tracks that I lost. Okay. Professor is looking. Simri, what are you doing? Pondering how one can have such tiny feet. <laughs> Must have a great waist, too. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> really? What is their secret? And Nico, what are you up to? Uh, I'm with the professor. Okay. So, standing outside, you guys probably hear Rom react to something. Rom. You're heading up the ladder, and then all of a sudden there's that shove-shove noise, and the hole with the hatch goes dark, and then suddenly plummeting straight down the ladder to you is a full-size lockbox chest that you have never seen before, but some party members know this chest, and it looks like someone's about to drop it on your head. And we will see you all next season. Because just dropping furniture on people is evil, so I get the last move. Take that, Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. The Foul Play Podcast, now called the Foul Parody Podcast, is a Rollmongers Podcast Network affiliate production, a production of Dicewise Entertainment. We would like to thank Matt Witt, starring as Nico Anatoly, the Oracle Dampfear. Do what I can, my friend. Revising his role, unfortunately, in Frank's absence, the ever astounding and educated, logically thinking Ryan Messina as the race I'm not allowed to say yet. <laughs> Human appearing, alchemist, vivisectionist, Professor Niles Cronin. Always a pleasure. Uh, special thanks to Frank Hamilton, Joe Gibson, Jay Tamlin for their roles. Coming into the cast late, but no surprise, having an easy win at, at playing an evil character. I'd like to thank Ain Willems for his stunning one-liner role as Rom. <laughs> and of course, my beautiful daughter, in her one and only show, will you'll see her as we happily convinced her to take on the very important DM role of the NPC Simri Stalish, Alexandria Ball Tamlin. It's a pleasure. And we will see you all 
next season. I'm GM Jeff Ball, your host. And until then, hopefully, evil will prevail. Good night, everyone.